Hello everyone! Welcome back to Capes and Japes, everybody's sleepiest comics books podcast. Oh, so sleepy, so tired. So tired, EP. But, uh, <laughs> nonetheless, we persevere. We're actually still tired from reading Frank Miller's 300. <laughs> We're still just really kind of shaking that off. Um, oh my god. Boy, oh boy. Uh, welcome to episode, uh, 301. <laughs> we are returning to, uh, proper Villaintober. As scheduled. As scheduled. Not technically still Villaintober because Frank Miller is a villain of this podcast, but Villaintober episodes about actual comic book villains. Uh, and we are going to talk about Mr. The guy, the guy with the name that's hard to pronounce. The, the <laughs> Superman enemy. Mr. McSpitlick. That's the, th so I have always Is it not said, that? <laughs> well, th uh, so the point of the name is that you can't really pronounce it. Um, so there's. Not really a wrong way to say it. Um, I've always said McSpitlick. Well, no. When I was a kid reading comics, I thought it was Mixelplix. Um, it's not bad. I've, yeah. Um, and then I heard it said McSpitlick by a few people. Um, but I've also... The... Uh, a few like shows have said it. I think mix yespitalik. So like basically the same, but with like pronouncing more of the letters. Mix yespitalik. Um, it makes you spit a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's your that's your mnemonic device. Um, but I mean, regardless of what you say, it's presumably just an approximation of what his you know true pronunciation is um so i assume everybody's familiar with this guy he's a pretty well-known superman enemy um if you haven't seen him his name is spelled m x y z p t l k um and he looks like a weird little imp man with a bowler hat. <laughs> um, he's pretty, he's pretty easy to recognize because he's the only, the only guy a who looks like A weird little guy. That. Uh, but yes, he is a Superman antagonist, uh, who was introduced Pretty early on, um, he shows up in 1944, uh, so he's, he's been, <laughs> he's been making Superman's life difficult for a very long time, um, and he was created by, uh, the original Superman, uh, creators, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, uh, and he's, uh... <laughs> He's a wacky little guy. I want to say, actually, um, on the note of the pronunciation thing, um, I always go back to, uh, there's a scene in Holy Musical Batman, Star Kid's Holy Musical Batman, which is a, a seminal text for me personally, um, where Green Lantern and Superman are talking, um, and Green Lantern says something about how you know, people love Batman because Batman has the best villains. And Superman's like, Batman's villains are only famous because he screws up and lets them kill people. Have you ever heard of Mr. Misfitlick? And Green Lantern's like, no. And Superman's like, yeah, that's because I do my fucking job. <laughs> um, it's which is still a great very scene. good. It's very good. You know, the musical is still quite good. Um... But I remember at one point I saw a gift set of it on Tumblr where the person, 
captioning the gift said, God love him, had spelled it Mr. McSpitlin, like M-C-S-P-I-T-L-I-N, like trying to make, hearing this and trying to be like, what name is that? I believe Um, in you, gift maker. I, God, doing, doing their best. Um... Which, one, proves the joke that the scene is making, which is funny. But also, um, very enthralled by the idea of a Superman villain who just uses his real normal man last name. <laughs> um, I guess, I guess that's Lex Luthor, sort of. Just start calling him exclusively Mr. Luthor. Um, so, anyways, uh, when... Mr. Witzbitlick first shows up, he is pretty similar, uh, he's remained pretty consistent in terms of tone and vibe and the whole general thing he has going on. Um, in his early appearances, he's wearing a, like, green and purple suit with a bow tie, uh, which... You still see sometimes in, like, some animated versions and stuff. Uh, his later design is more of a... It's a little bit more comic booky. It, like, it's, uh, like a green and or... Uh, no, like, purple and orange kind of... Tunic? Tunic-y suit thing. It's got, like, a tunic uh, and tights and bowler hat yeah. and some gloves. Yes, the bowler hat is crucial. Um, how would you know it's him without the bowler hat? How how would you be able to tell? Um, so he is uh, just sort of shows up and uh, introduces himself to Superman as uh, an imp from the fifth dimension uh, and has essentially seemingly unlimited reality warping powers uh that he gets from i think initially it's just it's like oh the fifth dimension is so advanced that we have this like incredible you know reality warping technology and then later versions are more like it's just mad he's just magic (laughs) which makes sense because uh, notoriously, Superman can't really do much about magic, um, so it tracks as to why this, uh, little magic man gives him such a headache. He's so um, vexing. He's so, he's just, he's just a troubling little guy. If um, it weren't even just for the magic, he's so annoying. Look at him. He's just, <laughs> like, ugh, he's here. Um. So he uh first shows up and just um I think in his like very first appearance he's like I'm here to conquer the planet and then that is almost immediately dropped. He has no interest in conquering anything most of the time. Um his only interests are causing problems and annoying Superman. <laughs> Those are his I mean- exclusive hobbies. You gotta have something to do. Yeah, it's so true. Um, but, uh, he, in his first appearance also, he does immediately just start doing pranks. Um, he, uh, many of his pranks involve faking his death for some reason. Um, he pretends to get hit by a truck and then, uh, when they put him in an ambulance, he's like, ah, I'm alive. They're like, ah. Um, and then ah, why would he, he do that? Yeah, he pretends to jump out a window in front of Superman, and Superman's like, no! And then he's like, surprise, I can fly, I can do whatever I want. Superman's like, why, why do you do that? <laughs> why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me, Superman? I'm so busy. Um, they, uh, also establish... Um, something that will remain pretty consistent, which is that his weakness, um, is that if you can trick him into 
saying or spelling his own name backwards, then he gets zapped back to the fifth dimension. Um, and he's stuck there for 90 days, which is so funny. Um, partly because it's like, I mean, one, why would it be measured by an Earth unit of time? I guess it's just like a, a fifth dimension length of time that happens to correspond to Earth 90 days. Um, it's such like, it's so arbitrary and it seems like such a like, almost like business-like <laughs> measurement. Um, it's like not, like there's nothing mystical about it, you know? It feels like, yeah, I'll have that shipment ready in 90 days. Um, <laughs> and it's also just the idea of Clark just like keeping a calendar and every three months he's like, oh my god, here he comes, here, here he comes again. God damn it. <laughs> Any day now. <laughs> that bastard. Um, they also like, uh, sometimes add some like other rules to this backwards name thing where it's like if somebody else says his name backwards it will send him back to the fifth dimension but also the person who says it also gets sent to the fifth dimension and then they have to say their own name backwards to leave um which is <laughs> a very funny rule to have also because it's like what about people whose names are palindromes or like what about people whose names are just like common words backwards like do they could you accidentally say your own name backwards and then just get zapped um bye bye um but yeah so so he is pretty quickly just like established as a just kind of a wacky little trickster guy, um, which I think, I think makes sense, because it's like, you want, you want somebody who's going to present a challenge to Superman in some way, so they need to be very powerful, but if they're, like, super powerful and incredibly evil, I mean, one, you can't have them constantly being there. And also, it's like, well, if this guy has the powers of the god and he wants to destroy the world, like, why isn't anybody helping Superman with this? Um, so it's fun to be like, no, this guy has the powers of a god, but he's just kind of being very annoying. Just being um, a little trickster. He's which just honestly, being... good. I love... Just a little trickster guy, but just being I, a little mischief maker and not yeah. being like evil. <laughs> yeah, it's a very fun archetype. And it's fun as a Superman villain because it's like, like, Superman does get frustrated, obviously, because it's very annoying and he's like, you know, it's causing problems and he's trying to do like important Superman things. But he's also, like, he's Superman, so he doesn't get, like, so annoyed that it stops being funny. Like, <laughs> there's other, like, I mean, Batman just, like, simply wouldn't stand for it. But, like, there's characters, like, like, I feel like if this was, like, Hal Jordan, he'd be like, I'm going to snap this tiny man's neck. Um, I am going Superman's... to do a murder. Yeah. But Superman's just like, ah, frick it this guy again Ugh. um and sometimes he goofs around with him back which is very fun um there's a uh there's a silver age story uh where um <laughs> uh clark goes to the fifth dimension and just starts <laughs> causing problems for mitzvitlik to be like see how you like it buddy um, he, like, knocks over a table of food onto him and just, like, runs around, like, ruining his day. And, uh, Mitzvitlik keeps trying to get him to say his name backwards, so he'll leave. Um, but he says Superman backwards and nothing happens. And he's <laughs> like, no! And then he has to actually say 
Kal-El backwards, but he doesn't say it until he, <laughs> he's just like really kind of annoyed the hell out of Mr. Mitzvitlik, um, which is uh, adorable to me. Um, yeah, in the uh, 60s or like late 50s, I think, is also when they give him the new, the purple and orange outfit. That he's mostly stayed in or stayed in, like, some variation of, um, through most of his publication. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he's just, (laughs) he, there's also, um, something where in one of his, so in his early appearances, it's MX. Y Z T P L K. Um, they switch the P and the T at some point. Um, and then later they're like, uh, yeah. So the uh, the T P version is the Earth One version, and the P T version is the Earth Two version. Um, and it's like they, yeah, both Earths have a uh have their own fifth dimension uh and the earth one version ends up like they retcon him into some superboy stories as a younger version who also shows up to cause problems for superboy <laughs> for like teen clark like why um but yeah, he's just consistently there being wacky. Um and then uh after Crisis on Infinite Earths, he um keeps the same design mostly, I think, and the same vibe. Um they start doing some more kind of you know, like, meta fourth wall breaking stuff with him. Because it's, like, you know, the kind of character that makes sense for that uh, to be happening with. Um, In his first post-crisis appearance, um, he disguises himself as a human man in a white suit uh, named Ben DeRoy, uh, which is an anagram of Beyonder, uh, because at this same time, the Beyonder was a Marvel villain who was causing, I think, secret wars? Um, where his thing was that he was, uh, a guy in a white suit who had, uh, mysterious, seemingly omnipotent powers. Uh, so, yeah, the first thing they had <laughs> Mitzvitlik do was show up as a parody of this, uh, Marvel villain. Um, and then in this one, they, um, they have him... Like, Superman meets him for the first time while he's, uh, disguised as Ben DeRoy. Um, figures out that he is some sort of interdimensional being. Is like, uh, hey, you need to leave. Um, and he's like, oh, well, I'll leave if you can, uh, get me to say my name backwards. And Clark's like, okay, what's your name? Uh, and he's like, hmm, and then he magics up the giant typewriter and just starts hitting random keys, and he's like, (sighs) it's this! (laughs) Um, which is a funny bit. Um, I feel like I like it more if it's like, yeah, he's just from a place where everybody has crazy unpronounceable names. Um, but that is very funny also, so I'll, I'll give them that. Um, they, uh... Also, in this one, they start doing, it's like, it's a different, you have to do something different to send him back every time he shows up again. Like, it's not just the name thing every time. Um, 
but it's also kind of implied that these aren't like these aren't like magical like it won't actually exert an effect on him it's just he kind of says if you could make me do this i will leave and then he just does um so you know he uh he plays by certain rules um he also uh he works together on a couple occasions with uh Lex Luthor um he uh at one point teams up with him and Lex Luthor double crosses him uh and it's like what and Lex is like yeah I lied to you and then he's like hmm lying <laughs> and then the next time he shows up he uh tells Superman that, you know, he gives them the rule of what is going to make him go home. And then the opposite thing makes it happen. And he's like, I lied to you. I learned about lying. <laughs> Mark's like, oh, great. Awesome. Super. Cool. So glad um, you're learning about lying. Yeah. Uh, at some point they go back to just the name backwards thing. Um, because, like, it is kind of iconic, and also probably they were getting <laughs> tired of trying to come up with a new rule every time. Um, he also helps Lex at one point. He gives Lex a... It's red kryptonite, but it's red kryptonite that's, like, magic. Because he's like, this will take away Superman's powers, but it'll only work... If you don't tell Superman, I gave it to you. Um, and then uh, Lex does it, and it works. And then he runs into Clark Kent as Clark Kent. And Clark's like, Lex, did you do something to Superman? And Lex tells Clark Kent. He's like, yeah, I gave I, a weird little imp man gave me this red kryptonite, and I used it. And then... Superman gets his powers back, and then Lex gets mad at Ms. Fitlick because he's like, I, you, you said it would just be if I told Superman, but I told somebody else and it stopped working. And Superman's like, well, anyways, I guess he lied again. Time <laughs> for everybody to go home. Well, Lex, Bye. it's a good thing you taught him about lying. Yeah. Um, he, uh, at... Some point during this uh period, they establish um around this time is uh where Grant Morrison um creates uh JJ uh uh JJ Abrams his name? the JJ Abrams he director JJ Abrams um no uh. Johnny Thunder is Jakeem Thunder. Um JJ Thunder. Okay. I was like Thun it's not cuz he at some point he is JJ Thunder Bolt I think but it does, go back to our weird little Johnny Thunder JJ Thunder episode uh for explanation of this weird stuff. Um but Grant Morrison establishes I think that the uh genies who give the thunders their powers are also from the fifth dimension and why they also have weird vowel-less names um as far as i know they've never like interacted with mitzvitlik and i'm like unclear on you know what's going on in the fifth dimension like do any of these people know each other who's to say do you um, think they know him and they're like, God, we hate that guy? Oh, can't freaking stand him. Or if it's um, gonna be or if it's like one of those classic um sci-fi things where it's like, he's actually considered a child in his <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. this is this is why he's such a scamp. He's a literal child just playing pranks. <laughs> Very Star Trek of you. Yes. Um, at uh, some point, they also introduce a girlfriend 
um, of Mr. Mitzpitlick called Ms. Gispitliness. Gispitlessness. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. S- similarly, no vowels, impossible. Um, I think, uh, she's not around that many times. She shows up in Rebirth and she's like kind of an old lady. Um, I think when she first shows up, she's kind of like, like Mr. Mitzpitlick, but, uh, like similarly like an, you know, imp, but a girl. And then, uh, Later, they make her just more kind of a sexy lady. Well, Um, of course. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Um, Why can't girls just be weird little guys? They, listen, my number one complaint of all time is more girls should be weird little guys. (laughs) Um, He also, um, like, the more... He's around the more he is just sort of, uh, like, he just becomes, like, less and less villainous. Um, but I mean, there's only so much you can do with him, right? Like, yeah, like, there are some stories that, uh, try and go the other direction and make him, like, darker and more evil. Um, like, Alan Moore's, uh, whatever happened to the man of tomorrow, uh, which is like an alternate future kind of story, um, reveals that, uh, Mr. Mitzpitlick was behind a bunch of the bad stuff that happened in the story because he is immortal and he got bored. So he was like, yeah, for 2000 years, I did nothing. And then for 2000 years, I was a wacky little prankster. And now for 2000 years, I've decided I'm evil now. (laughs) Um... But, uh, in, they're all, like, they've done some darker stuff with him, but for the most part, he has just gotten kind of, like, there's such, like, a charm to him, right? Like, it's such kind of an old-school concept, um, that there's something, like, just seeing him is, like, kind of like, aw, aw, you. Um. Oh, there's that guy again, causing some mischief. Yeah, they do, they do a weird thing in Rebirth that I don't really understand, but we'll, we'll cover it briefly at the end of this. Um, but it's like, at some point he, like, uh, he, like, try, like, finds out that, like, Clark and Lois broke up and he starts, like, trying to do increasingly elaborate schemes to get them back together. Um, and then he goes to their wedding (laughs) Um, some good, good content. Yeah, it's great content. I gotta be honest. Um, he, it's also just very funny to me that, like, the number one thing when Mr. Mitzvah shows up is just trying to figure out how to get him to leave. Like, it's not like, like, the big problem isn't like, oh, we gotta, you know, stop whatever, like, nefarious scheme Mr. Mitzvitlick has put in motion. It's just like, how do we just get this guy to go home? (laughs) Um, It's like, we're very busy, and we need to not be distracted right now. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, in Young Justice, um, this is very funny to me, uh, there's a Young Justice story, so, like, early 2000s probably um where a young Mr. Mitzpitlick um is like a like a scientist he's like a an imp scholar um who travels back in time and ends up in a happy harbor um at a Halloween party where um Tim, Bart, and Connor are. <laughs> and they're like, that's Mr. Mitzvitlick. <laughs> um, and they go to uh, fight him and then realize that uh, this is a past version of Mr. Mitzvitlick. 
he doesn't go by that name. He makes a joke. He's like, that just sounds like somebody smashing a bunch of keys on a keyboard. And they're like, well, actually. Um, <laughs> well, you see, the thing is. Yeah. Uh, and they tell him, they're like, well, in the future, you're like this, like, deranged little trickster man. And he's like, that doesn't sound like me. I'm a serious scientist. Um, and they, uh... <laughs> When Mr. Mitzpickling is like, well, I'm never going to do that, um, they accidentally cause this, like, time <laughs> paradox where it's, like, the whole world, like, outside of Happy Harbor gets, like, <laughs> transformed into this, like, post-apocalyptic dystopia because Mr. Mitzpickling being a wacky little prankster guy is, like, critical to the space-time continuum. Oh my god. Um, so Tim, Bart, and Connor... <laughs> have to teach this guy the joys of being wacky so fucking good it's so good it's such a hysterical concept to me they're like we gotta show him three stooges videos so he knows how to do pranks we have to teach this man how to mess with one clark kent yeah one specific guy just show him a picture of Superman, like, don't you want to just, like, shove this guy in a locker? Yeah, exactly. Don't you want to just kind of grab him, grab his cape and spin him around like a top real quick? Yeah, look at it. So spinnable. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be so good? Don't you want um, to learn about lying from a bald man? <laughs> uh... There are also some stories where uh, people use him or use his powers for, like, darker means. Um, there's a Joker story um, where the Joker somehow steals Mr. Mitzvitlick's powers and uh, remakes the world into a Joker world. Um, Extremely rude of him. Extremely rude of him, and Mr. Mitzvitlick, like, loses his memories and has to try and, like, figure out how to undo this and find Superman to help. Um, it's like, hey, a clown <laughs> stole my powers. A, a clown, a very rude clown stole my powers. And Clark's um, like, god damn it. <laughs> All right, I know where we have to go, and nobody's yeah, gonna I'm, like it. <laughs> yeah, nobody's gonna be happy about it, but, um... It's simply what we must do. Um, and also as part of a Infinite Crisis. Um, I think it's Infinite Crisis? Or maybe it's Final Crisis. Um, it's a crisis. What? It's a crisis, man. I think it's Final Crisis. Uh, Superboy Prime uh, kidnaps him and... Uh, is, like, trying to, uh, basically, like, steal his power for himself so that he can, uh, remake reality into what he wants it to be. And also during this, it's like, oh, Mr. Mitzpitlick has gone through many names throughout history. Like, the, it's like, he's, the supernatural thing of, like, he's actually been all these different trickster figures and all these different mythologies. Um... Which, part of me I just don't love, just, like, partly because it's like, well, a lot of these mythologies are, like, from cultures that I'm, like, not really comfortable inserting a little bald white man into. Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, I, 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 I understand why... And I don't think it's a bad idea to be like, all these different mythologies have, like, trickster figures. Like, what if it was all the same guy? But I'm also like, well, I don't know if I want that guy. I love Mr. Mitzpitlick, but I don't know if I want Mr. Mitzpitlick to be that guy. He doesn't need to be in every mythology. It's fine. Yeah, you don't have fine. to put him in all of them. Yeah. He can just he can just be hassling Superman. Um, also, I love... Like, the idea of this little guy just showing up at some point <laughs> yeah. and being all like, I'm gonna mess with this guy. This one guy specifically. Um, 
He um also at some point seemingly uh dies saving Superman um after Day of Vengeance uh where the Spectre uh messes with magic, which I think we talked about in the Spectre episode and probably some other episodes about we were doing a string of like kind of magic people for a while there. Um, it came up in a bunch of those, but, uh, after that happens, he, like, loses his powers, and, uh, Clark is trying to help him, and then they get attacked by a supervillain who, like, shoots a kryptonite beam at them, and then, uh, Mitzpit, like, pushes Clark out of the way, and then he gets seemingly killed by the kryptonite beam, um, but also he's Mr. Mitzpitlik, so, like... (laughs) He's fine. At some at some point, he just shows up and he's fine. And they're like, "Yeah, I mean, he's got infinite power. Like, it's don't worry about it." Um, like, also, why would a kryptonite beam hurt Mister Ritzbitlick? <laughs> well, I guess if you get like stabbed, um, and you don't have your magic powers currently, um, it's kind of like, well, it's gonna it's gonna hurt even if it's no matter what it's made of. But he's fine. So. Um, in New 52, they give him this completely bonkers backstory, um, where- Sounds about right for New 52. (laughs) Sounds exactly correct for New 52. Um, they're like, uh, yeah, he is, he's a wizard from the fifth dimension, and he was in the court of this king, uh, and he, uh- like, did some weird multiverse stuff. They, like, they... He, like, was able to, like, contact all these different worlds, and they found the world where Superman was, and everyone was like, wow, this guy's cool! We love seeing him! Um, and then he, Mr. Mr. Uh, is like, I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin his life. Um, and then he, like, everyone's so impressed with him, that he gets engaged to the king's daughter, um, who's, uh, guess, the, the, the lady we were talking about earlier. Um, the one who was a weird little guy and then got turned sexy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, there's also a, (laughs) a jealous former court wizard who hates that everybody loves Mitzvitlik now, and his name is V-Y-N-D-K-T-V-X. Vindictivix. Which is like, you can't, you can't do, you can't, in the random consonants dimension, you can't have somebody whose name is a real word, but just with all the vowels taken out. Like, he just, no, no, you have he's, to give him a He's a startup. Name. He's a startup now. He is a startup. That's really what it sounds like. He's a revenge startup. Um, and then it's like, there's the, like this whole thing where it's like Vindictivix tries to kill the king or tries to kill Mitzpitlik and ends up killing the king. And then Mitzpitlik and his wife get sent to earth. And then he seemingly dies at some point, just, of, like, living a normal life, and then his wife becomes, I think, Clark Kent's landlady? And she tells him this story about her husband, but then also, Mitzpitlik, like, they're, like, at some point, Mitzpitlik ends up, like, coming back to the fifth dimension, and it's, like, a time loop situation where he becomes the king, and then, like, younger Mitzpitlik is, like, his jester and it just cycles bizarre bizarre choices i'm gonna say i don't think i think i'm fine with the young justice backstory because it's a very funny setup for a story um i don't think we need like mr mitspitlick lore mr mitspitlick ouroboros lore yeah i i don't like I think you should only have backstory if the backstory makes a very funny joke. <laughs> we should um, only know about this guy if it's gonna be funny. Yeah, because that's also what he would want. Um, 
And it changes every time because he's like, actually. Yeah, it's like, like the Joker, but the Joker is just like making up new backstories to tell you. Mitzpilik, it's like, he's like, no, I actually used my powers to change my own history. That is my life now. I've just, I've just decided. <laughs> it's like, oh, that would be funny. Bing! Boop! Um, in, oh, in Rebirth, okay, we've touched on this a little bit before, because you have to talk about it to explain, um, when John started existing, uh, but it's so confusing, and I didn't read a lot of these, um, Mr. Mitzvitlick's whole... just like, hey kid, you want to exist? Hey, yeah, exactly. That would be, <laughs> that would actually be, that would be a way funnier origin story if Mr. Mitzvitlick just booped a child into existence, and then, uh, <laughs> John has to go around <laughs> explaining to people that Mr. Mitzvitlick is his godfather. Oh my god. Actually, that is very funny. He just <laughs> shows up to Clark and Lois and he's like, Hey, I heard that you guys were having a hard time conceiving a child. Bloop! Bloop. Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what? And he's like, just don't name him after me. <laughs> And they're like, that wasn't going to be a problem. Absolutely in no circumstance would we do that. Uh, but thanks, I guess. Um, and Lois is like, I'm weirdly touched, but I do wish he would have asked first. <laughs> Clark's Clark like, has well, to call up Bruce and he's like, so remember that uh, project I had you looking into? We don't need to look into it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it's been solved, and, uh, you won't believe how it happened. You won't like the answer. You won't, you won't like it, but we are all just gonna exist with it. <laughs> um, but, anyways, so there's this complicated thing where there's, like, the... New 52 version of Superman dies, and the pre-New 52 Superman shows up, and then, um, they have to, like, fuse together the, like, pre- and post-New 52 versions of Lois and Clark. Um, but while this all is happening, it turns out, um, Mr. Mitzpitlick got kidnapped by a vision of a villain named Mr. Oz. Um, who would also kidnap, yeah, who would also kidnap Tim Drake, um, but that's, Tim's on his own separate journey as a result of this, um, sorry, Mr. Tim. Oz, sorry, Tim, um, Mr. Oz kidnapped Mitzpitlick and was, like, experimenting on his powers or something, um, and Mitzpitlick escaped, and then was extremely upset Superman didn't come looking for him. So he, like, disguises himself as Clark Kent. And then successfully brainwashes himself into believing he's Clark Kent. And then goes around like, I'm the real Clark Kent. I don't know who this guy is. And everyone's like, well, this guy does seem like the real Clark Kent. Um... <laughs> Now, would the real Clark Kent be able to say this backwards? <laughs> <laughs> Important questions. Um, and then he kidnaps John and Lois, um, because he's mad that Clark didn't come looking for him. Um, and people and are then, like, oh, that one's not real. That one's not the real Clark Kent. Yeah. Clark would never. Um, yeah. And then... While he's kidnapped by Mr. Mitzpitlick is when John, like, psychically summons the essence of, like, the previous universe, Clark and Lois, and, like, fuses them into... Well, it doesn't matter. It, it truly, 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 uh, does not matter. It's, um, kind of nonsense, but it And Mr. Mitzpitlick uh, didn't- he was just like, I can't believe Clark didn't look for me. And instead of just, like, 
Is Clark okay? He didn't look for me, and I feel like he would have. Yeah, it seems it seems uncharacteristic of him. Maybe I should uh, go see if he's alive. Yeah. And uh And then just bring him back. Yeah. Um and then he also shows up in one of the I think post uh death metal justice league arcs where they're doing um something with the source wall um there's so it's like again it's stuff nonsense but it's like oh this is messing with the fifth dimension like maybe we should see if mitzpitlick knows anything about it um so he shows up he Sort of helps the Justice League, and then he also just starts causing chaos, and they're like, oh, we gotta go, hold on, we gotta go stop the chaos. Um, He um, has also shown up in some various, uh, most, a lot of cartoon appearances. Um, He recently, and part of the reason I was excited to do this, he recently showed up in uh, the Super Manime. with a design I am deeply, wildly obsessed with. Um, <laughs> like, very kind of... I mean, it's anime. It's, like, Asian-inspired, but he looks like any number of, like, weird little anime gremlin guys. Um, I love it. I think it's great. He's very fun in the show. Um, he also... Um, I'm so fascinated by this. He's in Smallville, um, but he's just, he's just, like, a Russian guy with superpowers. His name is Mikhail Mitzvitlik. Um. Okay. And it's, like, not, because, like, Smallville obviously has the same CW problem that Supernatural has, where they don't have the budget to, um, you know everybody's just a guy it's like doomsday is also a guy (laughs) in smallville um but it's like it's not even like oh he's a a, an imp from the fifth dimension who disguised himself as a russian teenager it's like no no (laughs) he's just a guy (laughs) with a name that is not russian not russian not from earth (laughs) No, not terrestrial at all. Yeah. Um, so funny to me. Fascinated by this. Um, but- What if they uh, just made him Welsh? (laughs) You know, that would have, that would have, I feel like, made more sense than Russian. Um, but, uh, I think he's also in Supergirl, but is maybe a little bit more, uh, traditionally- Mitzvitlicky. Um, still a guy, but, you know, not a random Russian guy. Uh, but yeah, I think that is it. Um, I like him a lot. I think he's very fun. I like having him around. Um, (laughs) I like seeing Superman react to him. Uh, just, (laughs) just a fun, just a fun guy. Um, Just a neat little dude causing trouble. Hell yes. Uh, did you have... I know you said earlier that you were were not able to read comics because you were EP. I was going to read Artie and the Wolf Moon by um, Olivia Stevens. Because uh, I was like, this is suitably spooky. Mm-hmm. Well, not like spooky, but it's about werewolves. I want to read a cute little graphic novel about werewolves, and then I grabbed it off my shelf and I sat down and my eyes just went, (laughs) I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mostly I've been working on cosplay. Um, I watched Dirty Laundry on Dropout. Love Dirty Laundry. Fun. Um, Made me start thinking about, like, Dang, I don't really have any, like, good secrets that I would be, like, I'm never gonna be on Dirty Laundry on Dropout, but it does Uh hit that, like, 
well, if I were on this, what oh, would yeah, I yeah, do? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, when American Idol was popular and everybody was like, if I went on American Idol, this is what I would sing. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, if yeah, I were yeah. on Dirty Laundry, it's like, what secrets do I even have? <laughs> I don't know. I also don't. I've, I've, I've lived a very uneventful life. A very boring life. Like, I've got, like, big NPC energy. <laughs> Mood. But it did also make me think, uh, Sam Regal on Scam Goddess When. <laughs> oh, hell yes. Absolutely love that for him. I want him to go, I mean, Lacey has been on, uh, No Laugh Newsroom, so. <gasps> oh, that's The connection's right. there already. Yeah, the connection's just, there already. Six degrees just get of Sam dropout. Regal. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that's just kind of how LA is. You there's like a niche, and then mm -hmm. everybody connected to that niche is like connected by like three people. Three degrees yeah, yeah, yeah. of separation. <laughs> um Ugh. I um I did pick up some comics. Um I picked the the two things I've most been keeping up with in single issues, which are uh, Magneto miniseries and World's Finest Teen Titans, um, both of which continue to be delightful. Uh, the new issue of Magneto was more Magneto and less New Mutants, which obviously makes sense because it's a story about Magneto. It's, it's, it's literally called Magneto. It's literally called Magneto, but I was still kind of like, aww. Misfit the kids. kids. <laughs> they are in it though. They're just they're not in it. They're just kind of there at the end. Um I did look to the right and I'm like, ah yes, Magneto number three sitting right over there. There it is. Um, there it is. Also, uh this past weekend was New York Comic Con. Um with I kept forgetting about it and then I would yeah. see things about like New York Comic Con and I'm like, oh right. And then it's like going to New York Comic Con, and I'm like, that's still happening. It's still going on. Oh my god! Um, when you're at a convention, it feels like it's over in the blink of an eye. When you are tangentially looking at a convention, it's like that thing's long. I know. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, so uh, a few things of interest. Uh, Marvel announced. Marvel kind of pre-announced a bunch of stuff, um, but they officially announced their new slate of Ultimates titles, um, Avengers Twilight, which is a new Avengers miniseries by Chip Zdarsky set in the future, um, with a, a old Steve Rogers and some new characters also. Uh, but there was a brief look at an older Kamala in the little kind of, like, motion comic trailer they did for it. Um, which made me go, yay! Um, also, they announced and previewed a bunch of stuff for, uh, the next phase of X-Men, which is, uh, let me see if I can remember this. Fall of the House of X and Rise of the Powers of 10 or x <laughs> it was it was powers hard of 10. to tell really hard impossible to say um so it's uh, the x-men and you're using roman numerals like yeah the, the, yeah <laughs> um excited for these to be uh colloquially referred to as fohox ropox um but uh yeah, they're they're making uh they're being very upfront about the fact that they're like this is the end of the Krakoa era. These are our this is how we're, you know, closing out Krakoa. Um they announced a bunch of like farewell Krakoa variants for the various comics. Um also they're resurrecting Magneto in a series called Resurrection of Magneto. Um so they also released a um a 
big kind of uh, splash page promo image for it that was similar to the kind of announcement page they did for Hoxpox, where it's like a big, huge group shot, um, and there's a bunch of characters who were like interesting to see there or had like kind of new interesting looks. Um, but very notably, even though there's a lot of Krakoa imagery in the group shot, you can see the Xavier Mansion in the background. So everybody's like, uh, damn it. Going back to the school. Um, <laughs> which They're like, we're tired of the island. We're going back to school? Summer to vacation s- is over. Summer vacation is over. Everybody get off the island. Nobody, nobody <laughs> is getting off this island until Doug is out of the island. Okay? This is my one stip. Somebody get the boy out of the island. Before you say goodbye to the island. He is in there. Alright. Bye island. And Doug, Doug crawls out of the island and he's like, my bus left. My bus, no. I gotta get Warlock like the out time of Nimrod I got left so at the water park. Turn into a bus. Summer um, camp. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's a secret I could put at Dirty Laundry. Once yeah. I got left at a water park and everybody else at the Christian summer camp went to the lake. That would be had pretty to get, funny. Had to get driven by an employee of the water park to the <laughs> lake. Oh no. Um but uh yeah, anyways, it people are saying they're like, "Oh, if they're, you know, doing X-Men in MCU, they're probably going to want it to be, like, classic mansion X-Men, so they're gonna want to have, you know, no more of this island stuff. And I'm also like, well, because I feel like part of the reason they... I I don't know exactly how the timeline worked out. I thought part of the reason they did Krakoa in the first place was because they got the X-Men back and they wanted a kind of X-Men revitalization because they'd been ignoring the X-Men for a while because they didn't have the rights to them. Um, and also I'm a little bit like, not in like a conspiracy theorist way, but a part of me is like, they're leaning so hard into telling us that like, Krakow is over that it makes me like, maybe it's not over? (laughs) Just because I've been so consistently lied to by comics marketing. Um, (laughs) But also I know how that sounds like one of those like conspiracy theorist things where somebody's like, listen, this is, I am telling you, this is definitely not what's happening. And then people online are like, oh, but if you count like the number of commas they used in this sentence and you add them together, it actually spells a secret code. Um, so. But do the butts match. But do the butts match. Um, yeah, so anyways, stay tuned for whatever is about to be going on. I mean, not not quite yet. I think Fohox fo- fo- Ropox launches, like, in January. So check back in a couple months. I keep months. thinking that you're going to say Roblox. Yeah, Roblox. X-Men Roblox. Fohox um, Roblox uh, X-Men. X-Men. Uh, and DC also had announcements, um, most of which were not really of interest to me um they announced a bunch of new elseworlds things but none of them really jumped out at me that much there's a new story in the dark knights of steel universe which i think is cool but um they did announce that this december uh they are going to be publishing for the first time uh the alternate ending to the issue where Jason dies, uh, where Jason does not die. <laughs> um, if Jason Lives had won the poll, what that comic would be. Um, which is wild. like, it, wild. Like, it's definitely gimmicky, and it's kind of like, well, it doesn't really matter because he's alive now, and it's not like you're releasing, like, a whole, like, mini series about like and here's like you know what the universe would be like if that had happened differently um but i am gonna buy it because i do want to (laughs) see they do got you actually they do got me the thing is the like jason todd death poll 
is just such like a fascinating and iconic moment in comics history, obviously, as evidenced by the fact that they keep returning to it, and they have Jason Todd death pulls in other media. <laughs> I'm like, just just let him live, please. <laughs> obviously, people are going to vote for him to die because he famously dies. Um, but I am, um, unfortunately, a little bit excited to see that. Uh, it those... would be interesting for them to do like a little mini series, though, on like how that would yes. have affected the Bat Family. Like, would Tim have found a different way to the Bat Fam, or would Tim just not be Robin at would all Tim ever? Just be a sad little bisexual rich teen living his normal life. Not normal. They meet at Tim like does school. <laughs> Um, God. Uh, yeah, those, those were the things that, uh, most jumped out to me. If you had other New York Comic Con announcements that you wanted to talk about, feel free to tell them about us online or on Discord. I guess Discord is online. Um, you can find and follow us on, uh, at Capes and Japes on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, you can join our Discord server, as mentioned, to come hang out and chat with us. Uh, we have a Patreon. If you feel like supporting us on there, you can get bonus content, watch stuff with us, help us pick what we talk about. Um, if you are not able to do that, but you want to help out the show a different way, Leaving rating and review is very cool. Uh, telling a friend about the show if you think they might like it. And coming back and joining us, as you've done once again today. So thank you for being with us for this 301st episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. I was going to try to say Batman backwards, and then I was like, absolutely not.